0: What the You are
1: listening to Why the Drive!
2: Karu Mario Dana Loma Molona Carano! You and I are now one! What the hell is that? It's Slappy, and he's slappy. back. Slappy! <laughs> no, so what happened is, so my, my, my five-year-old, he's really yeah. into, like, Goosebumps, right? Yeah. And for Christmas, he wanted this Slappy doll. He begged and really? begged and begged, so I found him a Slappy doll. But a few weeks after he got it, like, some toys were missing around the house. Yeah. So he started blaming Slappy, and now, like, anything bad that Seems happens, logical. he thinks is Slappy. So he told so me that i not working. I guess we'll just probably torture true. the TV team with him now.
3: So now you don't have any <laughs> excuses. I don't have any I'd let you do it, but no. Slappy says no, son. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> By
2: the way, that's really my cat on the shirt, people. That's is that really your cat? Yeah. I've got a picture of your cat. By the way, I'm doing no, it. That's the dude. This is what the truck.
3: Peace and love. Good afternoon from hey, it's Friday too, right? Freight Alley. Beautiful. Yeah.
2: We got a lot to get in. We're gonna yeah, we do like, nuclear verdicts today. We got a trucker who's gonna play a song, give us his point of view from the road. We're gonna talk about the hellscape. That is intermodal, with a very, Oof. very passionate guest on that. But first. The meme lords are in Macedonia, so let's tip the band and take a trip over to those gentlemen. Oh, Autonomous trucks are coming with a huge potential windfall if you're ready to seize it. Start re-engineering your supply chain today for autonomy. Contact Locomation at, tell them, dude.
3: Hey, go to Locomation.ai for turnkey solutions directly after this show.
2: Mr. Freak Caviar, Paul Bernard Jaroslavsky, and Boris Panov of Superior Dispatch Services are here with us in the great country of Macedonia. Boys, how's it going?
1: Man. Uh-huh. I, I just ate a big burek. It's like this Macedonian, like cheesy kind of like good goodness, and I'm I'm like. About to fall asleep, so I'm doing great. Well, Paul, going into a food Paul, When
2: I first heard about this trip, I was half expecting like you guys to come on today, and it would be like a hostel movie where like you'd be tied to a chair and uh and <laughs> Boris and his friends, you know, they, uh, they took care of you on your little well, European vacation.
1: <laughs> I wanted to bring a goat here and be like show all these Americans that Macedonians eat goat, but it's not the case. but I thought it would just be funny and stupid. But.
2: <laughs> let's let's put some context to, to all this to the people who may not be familiar with you guys or why you're in Macedonia. Macedonia, Boris, what's going on out there, and uh, why is Paul out visiting you?
4: Uh, well, you both guys are really responsible for it, and it's all your fault. That oh. I had- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You were the one who picked us up, and yeah, we were talking about it for the last maybe like three months and I never expected that he actually going to do it. Most of them are just making promises and it never happened. And it was just like, dude, I'm coming to your country. We're going to make some shows, make some content. I was like, okay, this guy just talking about it and never going to make it happen. (laughs) And actually when he sent me a picture that he's uh, departing from the uh, Austria, I think I was like, okay, it's happening. It's real. We're going to have the guests. And since he landed, we haven't stopped. We haven't slept. I think we're having an amazing pa- uh, time and party. Yeah. So I'm gonna leave him express his uh, expressions. By far.
1: Yeah, yeah. We're creating a little cool like docu series about the dispatch uh, offices out here in Macedonia. Uh, the, the superior team is really phenomenal, and we've been hanging out. Uh, Macedonia is a cool country. Uh, it's it's definitely you know very unique and. I think is a cool. It's cool to show the American population, uh, you know, a different side of the logistics industry that's being outsourced. Uh, so yeah, we're out here and we're having a good time.
3: Yeah, very cool. Hey, what was what's up with the uh, the uh, nightclub you guys were at?
1: Oh yeah, we got a video. Roll we, the we, tape. Roll oh, the
3: tape. We got the video and... of this. Yeah, check this out.
1: The dog is great. I love the dog. Yeah, this so is the most famous uh, club for us, <laughs> for free cap The whole club is for us. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Look at that. Well, the ladies must have been
2: stopping by later.
4: Yeah, this is the place that I used to DJ for maybe like five years before I, I started this job in logistics. And it's one of the nicest uh, countrywide uh, places. And we kind of did it a warm up for tomorrow. Tomorrow we're gonna have more night content we're gonna share with you guys. So we're visiting also a bunch of other class, but this is the best one. And when you two come over here, we're going to visit that place first then everything else.
1: Awesome. What's
3: yeah. is it animal themed or something like that I saw like a squirrel a monkey a big tortoise and a dog those are the double and... brokers they've caught oh those are the double brokers <laughs> they've <that are> caught <laughs> <laughs> I love
2: it. is that a, so is that a big issue like when people think of outsourcing a lot of times they think yeah. of, like in proprietary you know especially in America sometimes the xenophobia comes out people think of other countries and they immediately think like Ooh. something bad must be happening what goes on in the uh, the euro brokering scene
1: it's all legitimate right here it's like I met the team it's a real operation like and the, all the people that I've met very like uh, you know educated great English skills providing really good service uh, to their clients and I mean it's just you know it's like you, you could look at Lean Solutions who's done a great job in Colombia. Uh, it's essentially like Lean but I guess in Macedonia uh, that's the way I would put it so in, in terms of differences, I don't think there's a lot of uh, differences. It's just a different time zone. We are six hours ahead of you guys, so it is currently past 6 p.m. Uh, out here in Macedonia. But, uh, I mean, the, the people out here love these jobs, you know. Uh, it's, it's, they're able to fulfill their potential working for like, companies like Superior. So I, I think it's a great thing, and it's beneficial for Americans and beneficial for people in Macedonia.
2: What's uh, the freight market been like out, out that way?
1: So all the the whole market is U.S. domestic freight. So it's the same as they're booking all Chicago loads, or I mean not Chicago. They're booking all U.S. market loads. As soon as any broker that's working out of uh, Chicago, uh, I'll
3: go (laughs) to Macedonia. These guys, gentlemen, you have done so.
2: Macedonia, Poland. You guys have both made a name for yourself and for your companies through the universal shared language of memes let's take a look at a couple let's take a look at the first one here this one comes out of freight caviar what are you looking at here
4: yeah this is a good one, <laughs> I mean, a good one.
2: <laughs> go inside the meme here tell us what we're looking at paul
1: what are we looking at here uh man there's so many loads sometimes in the load board and the customer's asking for an eta and then you're like the load's still there you're still trying to get it covered so you're looking at zach afron <laughs> Not knowing what, what the answer is. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that happens quite frequently to Zach. What do we got what do we got next? Let's go next. Oh Mr. You can't go wrong with SpongeBob.
4: <laughs> this is me last night. I admit it. This is you last night, Friday. 5 p.m.
2: on a... It was even Friday yesterday, Boris.
4: Not Friday. I'm there I'm there
2: It's always Friday somewhere. Uh, it's 5 p.m. on a Friday. SpongeBob asked you to uh, get out. Who do we got next? Uh-oh. Take it. Here's, here's this. This company's not everyone's favorite. We got Mario here. <laughs> he says,
4: yeah,
1: he says hey. i have to teach you all that.
2: This one I'm, says, I'm, I'm, I'm calling I'm calling from TQL. What, what's going on there? <laughs> A little animosity
1: towards TQL, Paul? <laughs> you know, I think TQL is like the most hated brokerage in the world. Uh, so I just, I, I never used to make fun of them, but they kind of, uh, they annoyed me. They, they copied my poll on LinkedIn. And then when I commented on the LinkedIn poll saying they, co- they copied me and laughing at it, they deleted my comment. So I'm like... It's time to make fun of TQL now. So that's what I'm doing. That's kind of like, I'm going to utilize all my sources to make fun of TQL for the foreseeable future.
0: <laughs> okay well, maybe you guys we know haven't... what he did
1: yesterday? What did you do maybe. yesterday? Yeah. No,
4: not, not me, Paul. He uh, arrived in Macedonia, he came off the plane, and he's like, Boris, yeah, nice to meet you. I'm going after TQL. <laughs> and he started the whole time. Uh, he was making me <laughs>
1: Yeah, I heard you've been, like, setting
2: cars on fire and tagging them with uh, TQL. (laughs) TQL. I think we we may have another TQL meme. I don't think they're off the hook yet. Let's take a look at what we're looking at here. Now, this is showing different kinds of trash bins through the years, what your computer trash bin has looked like. Look what happened to the computer trash bin icon in 2022. It turned into something completely different.
4: You shouldn't share this.
2: I didn't share it. You shared it. I don't know. We found it on the Internet. I don't know. It's just jokes, people. You can't take this kind of stuff <laughs> These seriously. These are the
3: jokes. <laughs>
2: I
1: love it. I love so it. So what's up for
2: you guys here? You said you're making a, a documentary. How long are you going to be working on the documentary? When do we get to expect this documentary?
1: So we'll be here. I'm here till Tuesday morning, and I hope we could get it out within a month. Like, editing takes so long, uh, but I hope within a month. And it's going to showcase the town we're in, which is it's steep. It's about an hour east of the capital of Skopje. And it's, it's 55,000 people, it's very laid back, but I think it's it's definitely a very unique town. And uh, it's it's gonna showcase, uh, you know, what, what a global economy really is, uh, you know, because everyone, there's 90 employees here that are working on the U.S. market daily. Uh, and I think it's gonna show some interesting insights for the American people. So uh, hopefully within a month, it'll be out.
2: Speaking of American people, so I saw you down uh, at TIA, and not everyone may know this, but you are like six foot eight. So you're interviewing Ryan Rogers. Ryan Rogers is Tupac. And this is Paul here. The guy is like, he's like 10 feet taller than Ryan Rogers. You need to either like, you got to pull a Vince McMahon and either like kneel down or like bring like
1: an apple crate with you for uh, for
2: people to stand on so they don't get, they don't get
1: midgetized. It's funny. They, they call me Tall Paul. That was my nickname. Well, it's, it's been my nickname for a while. So I'm, I'm Tall Paul.
4: Tall. you know what you know what we're employees say i bring paul in every office and kind of introduce him uh this is paul from freight cover you know him and when we leave the office everybody's kind of texting me boris said thought that you're tall, and now we know that you're not the tallest person in the world you know so I, paul is really tall. and you what's the, the best what's instrument. the height
3: differential there
4: yeah stand
2: up you two yeah let's
3: stand up let's get yeah, the let's measure of the tape to let's get a measure of the tape <laughs> here
2: yeah, move that up, stand back to back. <laughs> Let's see here.
3: Okay. Um
2: all right. oh, yeah, all right, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, no.
3: All right, yeah. All right, I see yeah, you do it, look no. like a little
2: bit of a slouch, Boris, next to him.
3: Yeah, Boris, you're uh All right, so what's the tail yeah. of the
2: tape? Boris, you are what, like six two, six three?
4: Uh 6'5".
3: No yeah. six
2: foot
4: so,
3: so Paul's like seven three. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, these are like
2: wrestling numbers. <laughs> Boris is <laughs> I'm six I'm six five three hundred pounds. Then Paul would be like seven feet tall, five hundred pounds. <laughs>
4: <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, when I give him the short, I ask him how many X's he needs to get on the size. So.
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: so what so for logistics like what's the like the social scene like there in logistics? Like you guys have some parties planned, going out, like what's the nightlife gonna be like this weekend for you two maniacs?
1: Yeah, the nightlife. Well, Boris used to be a DJ. Boris was like a well-known DJ here. So he it's so funny. Everywhere we go, Boris knows people. Like it's insane. Like Boris knows like the whole town. And we're walking around and everyone's like, Oh, hey Boris, hey Boris. Like Boris is giving high fives to people. Like, it's insane. They're like, uh, we got Derek, my videographer, here, and like Derek's like, Boris knows everyone. And it's it's like it's really funny. If you guys were to come here, you'd see like everyone knows Boris here. So I think that's really cool. And we're about to have a great time um at Angels Cafe. That's that's the that's a place where it's popping. Yeah.
4: Oh, <laughs> oh, is that right? Yeah, it should be fun. It's going to yeah. be fun. It's going to be great. <laughs> well, I,
2: I can't wait to see uh, You're following you guys on social media and see where your travels take you. People who want to connect with you guys, they want to share some laughs. They want to make freight fun like, uh, like our movement is trying to do. And I think that you guys are clearly a part of that, too, trying to change freight media, put it on its head. They want to follow you, too. Where do they go?
1: uh for me uh free caviar on instagram and linkedin also i i shout out to warp i work at warp i do the content at warp uh so warp or free caviar that's where you can find me at
4: yeah regarding me i'm only a linkedin guy who's kind of share the content there so
2: yeah so, there's a much bigger world out there than just LinkedIn, Boris. you got to join us on the yeah. Twitter dark side. Spend your people. mind, Boris. Now, can you spin the wheel of stupid questions before oh, yeah, we let these two guys go? Let's see what we land on today.
3: Heck yeah. I got, we got an extra stupid one for you guys. Because you guys are like professionals. Here it is. What is the biggest scam in life that no one wants to admit?
4: Uh, booking a lot with TQL. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I, I can't top that, so I'm not yeah. going to say anything. Yeah that's,
2: yeah, that's just to drop the mic. That's just a drop the mic moment right there. Boris, you nailed it. You killed it. Uh, thank you, guys. Have a good time up in Macedonia. And look out for the, the some, any TQL agents trying to jump off the buildings, trying to throw you in a sack.
3: Everybody head to Angels Cafe.
2: <laughs> Take it easy, boys. Have a good weekend. Thanks, boss. Thanks, Take, care. Master, Master. Yeah. Take care. <laughs> Funny, guys. they're insane. gonna have a good time out there. Yeah, they are. We got to get out
3: there sometime. That's oh man, can you imagine hanging yeah. around with boars, dude?
2: Who wants to sponsor a trip for us to go to Macedonia? We'll, we'll Let's bring go. back some good content. Come on, right Come on. on. Do it, right do right it, now. people.
4: Do it right now. All right, we got go a couple headlines to
2: get to, and then we have oh, other guests. So we do. Boom. Okay. Boom. Dun, dun dun. I think I have to enchant it again. I think that like because I used a spell on Slappy, this thing stopped working.
3: Uh, yeah, I think you're, you think you're you gotta. You gotta practice those. Uh...
2: How about a trucking scheme? Oh <laughs> yeah, that'd say, be a good one to go on to. Feds say trucking scheme <laughs> cost investors forty million dollars to a fraudster. That's right. Clarissa Haas says a previously convicted fraudster ran a Ponzi scheme. Michael Vincent and he built the investors what? out of forty million we just what? mentioned, and he used the money to pay for personal expenses. Right? No. Yeah, to buy himself some nice stuff. Right? Prosecutors claim that over a ten-month period from June twenty-one. Until April, Franklin Ray, 50 years old, Canton, Michigan, he defrauded 275 investors in CSA Business Solutions, LLC, It was headquartered in Imlay City, Michigan, oh, and yeah. uh, that he set up a separate bank account, right? And that's what he was doing. He was siphoning money into that yeah, $1. Yeah, yeah, $1.9 yeah. million dollars to himself.
3: One point nine million dollars. Besides the alleged truck investment fraud, yeah. he claimed he, in which he claimed he had forty four thousand seven hundred and four trucks and four thousand nine hundred nine drivers as well, dude. When in fact he only had two trucks and four drivers, Uh he uh, they claimed that Ray uh, Feds claimed that he also obtained nearly two million dollars in funds meant to help struggling businesses stay afloat during the pandemic. Right, the U.S. Small Business Administration paycheck. Project. How many
2: times in twenty twenty were we like? This is so open and so ripe for fraud the PPP program.
3: Well they when remember when they announced hey we're not going to investigate if it's 2 million dollars or below.
2: I know. and then It was they try like, to act oh, like, well, hey. <laughs> they try to act like it was just Arkansas Mo doing it all. It wasn't just Arkansas Mo. No. All sorts of people are ripping off no. that PPP
3: program. I would get your little metal detector and get out there to Michigan and figure out where the heck this stuff is in Canada. Do so you Michigan. know how it's much a cowbell's
2: gone up in price since all this inflation? Oh, my
3: gosh. It's Son incredible.
2: of a gun. Uh, he was indicted to scheme. He fraudly, uh what's going on here? I a matter Let's go. Ray's conduct. This is what the DA says. It says Ray's conduct since the rest has <laughs> betrayed a shocking disrespect <laughs> for the law and his conditions of release to say nothing of his cowbell. Disregard for victims. What he has demonstrated there are no set of conditions that will reasonably assure his appearance as acquired and the safety of any person in the community. He must be detained pending trial. No bail for wow.
3: him. Wow, no bail for you.
2: One hey. more controversial one here. Incoming national yeah, not... speed limit rule on mm. deck for 2023. And this is a little ATA versus Oida stuff going on here. Rooster reports looks like the good folks at the FMCSA are trying to push through. Those speed limiter laws, it's going to set a monitorable speed limit on trucks over 26,000 pounds. That's basically all class 7 vehicles or or heavier.
3: Yeah, yeah, it is. So the USDOT site speed is a major player in crashes. Shocking, isn't it? Yeah. Speed is, man. But they want to put these speed limiting devices to help rein it in. The NTSB had those in the most wanted list for 2020 or 2021. And the agency wanted to have devices added during manufacturing of the trucks. Sure. So make them put it in there. But there already is one the ECMs. The ECMs can limit the throttle and the RPMs of the engine, and thus control the maximum speed. Enterprise carriers have been doing it for years, actually. I mean, mean, I've known about it forever, right?
2: And the argument here is that the ATA is just trying to hurt the small small owner-operator's speed. ATA CEO and President Chris Spear, here's his argument. He welcomed the plan for this national speed limit. He said, we intend to thoroughly review FMCSA's proposal, and we look forward to working with the agency to shape a final rule that is consistent with our policy supporting the use of speed limiters in conjunction with numerous other safety technologies. OIDA was not having it, though. Todd Spencer said, studies and research have already proven what... We all taught what we were all taught a long time ago in driver's ed classes. Traffic is the safest when vehicles all travel at the same relative speed. Limiting trucks to speeds below the flow of traffic increases interaction between vehicles, which can lead to more crashes. I I
3: agree, man. There's nothing worse than coming up on somebody who's going slow and you can't see it. And, And those trucks,
2: holy mackerel. I will say this one thing, though. With fuel like this. You don't need the government telling you to limit your speed, but you may want to limit it anyway because yeah, well, fuels, yeah. fuel is, is really bad. Yeah, that's but true. you don't need the government doing it, and that can be dangerous too. you got to pass somebody. There's an, there's an issue like that. Well, yeah. Uh, Sometimes you got to get out of the way, bro. Well, someone on, on Twitter said, and I think maybe it was the back of the truck up Twitter, they <laughs> adjusted on Could there. Right? <laughs> he said they should make any lawmaker who supports this have to drive behind two mega fleet carriers oh, yeah. that are blocking both the lines. Yeah,
3: legs. going uphill. All
2: right. (laughs) Speaking of truck drivers, how about Damon Hatcherson? He's a truck driver at CRST Dedicated Services, and he's also a musician, and he's returning to the show to join us today. Damon, good to see you again. Uh Oh, Oh, we got him on mute. There he is. Oh, there he is. We got him.
5: Hey, what's up, guys? What's going on?
2: What's happening, man? What part of the world are you sitting
5: in? I'm at home.
2: Where's that?
3: Where's that?
5: Hawthorne, California. Oh, nice.
3: Oh, okay. I yeah. thought maybe he couldn't tell because, you know, the fans will storm his house. <laughs> 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 Got to hide from the paparazzi when you're a big deal like that.
2: Well, David, uh, you are a driver and a musician at the at the same time. How are you balancing the uh, two things? You write a lot of songs when you're uh, behind the uh, wheel?
5: Or in oh, the cab at least. Up, oh, yeah, you're yeah. up and down the I-5 all the time, man. All the time. It's a beautiful thing, going up and down the grapevine and say, man, it's, it's cold.
3: Nice. Yeah, he just keeps a recording on and, and just sings right while you're driving yeah. there, and then you write down later the inspiration. Yeah, so we have yep. a song, right?
2: Yeah, tell us a little bit about this album and this song that we're going to play, and then we'll roll a clip from it.
5: Man, that's so, man that was so funny to say that because a year ago I was on the show. Remember? Yep. I had none of this. None of these accolades. I uh, got a Christmas song that has uh, a Grammy. I won a Grammy, a Silver Medal for. Wow. And what? also, yeah, yeah, Annie got a gold medal just a couple weeks ago in Germany. Dude. No kidding. So I, I got with this group called Three Style. It's a jazz group. They're out there in Germany. And man, it's been blowing up crazy. And uh this song called Hey Love took me 10 minutes to figure it out. And man, I wrote this song and it's so beautiful. It's so beautiful. And well, I'm so happy, man. Just it's just it's crazy. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, no, we man. can hear it. I'm listening to what, what you're Let's hear the
2: clip. Let's hear the clip. We'll talk a little bit more about it.
5: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: Oh, oh my
0: goodness.
2: how, how oh did you? My goodness. Those were Germans that didn't sound German to me.
5: The music they did the music. There, uh, the girl she has a twin, her name is Magdalena, her sister's name is Gabriella, and she plays Gabriella, plays the drums, and Magdalena plays the sax. Robert plays the guitar, they're both married. And these guys are so wonderful, guys. Let me tell you, oh my goodness,
3: unbelievable. All I got I heard to see is. Music, If you don't get none, it ain't Damon's fault.
5: (laughs) Well, you got to know that's
3: right.
2: (laughs) Well, yeah, I don't need Netflix and chill. I need Netflix and Damon's music man. Turn the lights down a little bit. Put that stuff on. Have a little conversation. Well, the music does its magic. So, what do you? What do you play with that group? Were you? Were you the saxophone? Were you the backing music? Is that you singing there?
5: I I wrote the song, and and uh, and that's me singing. Beautiful. Oh, you sing your song right I thought I
2: recognized I, your voice.
5: Awesome, man. It was awesome. <laughs> I'm writing all this stuff, man. This is crazy, man. Oh, eight songs, man, Really. Now, eight Damon, songs. how do you
2: how do you balance the uh the truck driving with this? Like are you playing these songs out anywhere? You gotta promote this stuff, you gotta go back uh over to Europe.
5: Well, this record that's that's the song it uh, the record just came out April fourth. Okay, mm. and now they're playing it all over the world right now, and um we're waiting on radio ads, so that's one of the big things that I'm waiting on. They're doing a lot of big promoting, and uh, and I'm just now I'm just chilling, getting myself together, focused, and um, you know, getting ready to do uh, some interviews and stuff like that. And you're like, you guys are like the first one not since I've been back, you know what I'm saying? Since I've I've, I've done all this, so it's wow. it's been a wonderful ride, man. You guys, man, ever since I've been on your show, man, it's just been skyrocketing.
2: Well, yeah, I've seen okay. the Shark Tank the, effect, but with us, there's the What the Truck it's effect. It's
3: the What the Truck effect. That's exactly it, man. Hey, and guess you know, what? I, yeah. I was just going to ask you, you said that this one took you like 10 minutes to come out, right? So do you, when you're struggling to write a tune, did you, just, did you just stop and say forget it and set it down for a while and then come back to it later? And then sometimes it just, boom, that the hand the finger of finger guy God just comes down through your pen just, boom, writes it for you.
5: Uh, sure, sometimes it gets like that. But you know something? This... See, I'm, I'm writing to tracks. They're sending me the tracks. Yeah. Oh, okay. So when, when I got it, when I got the track, it felt like, it felt like a hey, love. You know what I mean? Just felt like, you know, like I'm yeah. flying through the sky. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, that's how I, I. It's it's about the feeling of the song for me, I guess.
3: Yeah. You could say. I get you. Yeah, so the you're song, the Bernie like, you know, and they're Elton
5: John. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know sad music when you hear it. Oh yeah, yeah. Right? Sure, but sure. Obviously, you're gonna. Bad lyrics right absolutely so why why, so why are you sad
2: Day, damon why are you sad man is what is, is it that bad behind the wheel these days i've been hearing some <laughs> horror stories how's how's it been in no the no, truck? no
5: I'm, I'm sadly happy
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's right how has that been what have you been seeing out there on the road though behind behind the wheel is it as frustrating as ever anything getting better out there what's what's keeping you uh what's keeping you moving
5: it's getting better it's, it's getting better out there but it's, it's still bad Trust me, going up to I-5, seeing a single car accident, seeing trucks turn over. You just, you know, you see things, you'd be like, how did they do that? You know, you you see guys coming down the grapevine, burning out the brakes, speeding, going down the the grapevine. It's like, I don't get it. I don't understand these guys, man. Don't you want to protect your license?
2: Well, David, maybe we can help them out, right? And maybe we can help ourselves out and the road out as well. More fleets have entered the market in the past year than any time in history. Mm -hmm. So there's probably a lot of new drivers out there that could use some advice. What kind of advice do you have for them so they don't end up in the ditch or burning out their brakes or in a nuclear verdict or just getting frustrated and walking out of the job like so many do as well?
5: Slow down.
2: Mm.
5: Slow down. If you go too fast, you're going to miss everything, right?
3: Well, I mean, and that just doesn't apply to, you know, the Everything. throttle, right? Yeah. That applies to the yeah,
5: whole deal. To the whole thing. Slow your – you can only go faster than the truck. Yeah. So if your mind is going faster with the truck, then you you won with the truck, right?
3: Yeah, that's right. That's yeah. right.
5: But if your mind is uh, going past the truck, then you going – something's going to happen. Yeah.
3: So are you getting out there behind
5: the wheel during these tough times now or what? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I drive three days a week, man. Okay, I drive from Fontana to to uh, Richmond. I'm getting ready to leave as soon as I'm done with you guys.
3: <laughs> gotcha. I work.
5: I work six days a week, man, and I'm recording all the time. And you know, I'm just just trying to do it out here, man. You know, and and it's been a wonderful ride, man.
2: So. Damon, I love it. You're banging and mashing. Anytime you get a new track, let us know. Happy to have you back on the show. In the meantime, people want to go hear it and listen to it or follow you. Where do I send them to?
5: Damonday.com. Or Damon. daysentertainment.com. Go straight to my uh, uh, website, and it'll go straight there, and you can hear all the songs and click on music, bio. You can read everything. It's all there. Right on. Wheel Stupid. Throw him the
3: Wheel Stupid. Oh, yeah. He's been here. Come well, we on. He's got to keep the same yeah. one, man. All right, Damon. Wheel Stupid question. You ready? Here it is. Yeah. What's the <laughs> biggest scam in life that uh, no one wants to admit Oh shit!
5: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I think it's that Germans
3: don't do soft jazz.
2: I think it's when like you go (laughs) in the mall. I think it's when you go in the mall and they have a car there and you're supposed to fill out like. Oh yeah, that's that's just like a mill to end you in some Salesforce database. What is
5: the? Say the question again.
2: What's the biggest scam? The biggest scam going in life.
5: I tell you, I don't know, man. I'll be honest.
2: All right, I'll, I'll give one for you. U.S. healthcare—that's been—that's pretty bad. I, I don't
3: believe that my my car's warranty has run out either. Yeah. I think that's baloney. We're
2: gonna call you enough times about it. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> David, thank you so much for your time today. You've been a joy. No,
5: thank you, guys. Man, I, my mind is somewhere else. Dude. Thank you so much. I miss you guys, and I really—I got a new song for you guys. I'm gonna play it for you later. I'm gonna talk okay. to you later, too, Tim.
2: All right, we're gonna okay. watch right. do that. Thank you so much. Sounds, Sounds good. stay in your lane. Stay in right your lane. On. Stay in your lane. Take it easy, brother. Peace and love, Damon. All right, with the growth of Loves and Speedco Nationwide Network Tire Pass has evolved, its delivery method always meeting the needs of your drivers wherever they may need it. Whether in lane at Loves Travel, stops inside a truck care or Speedco service center, or at an on-site terminal, making tire pass part of your driver's pre-trip inspection can inform them of any tire-related concerns. To learn more about this tire pass, where do they go?
3: Hey, go to loves.com immediately after this show.
2: Yeah, and Transfix, they're modernizing the way freight moves nationwide. The Transfix Intelligent Freight Platform combines a digital freight marketplace, intuitive software, and dedicated experts to drive performance for your modern, not antiquated, not Excel-run supply chain. Get a free quote at (laughs) transfix.io. Very nice. All right, we started this week <laughs> talking about another nuclear verdict, right, Marvin yeah, Keller? So, that's right. in the news again. Actually, you know what? I think it was Monday we said we haven't talked about a nuclear verdict in a while. In the very next show, we had yeah, that story. We, we had one. Like, that's right. Oh, I guess we Boom. spoke. Sorry for summoning that one. Well, they're coming back in there. There's, as Damon said before, he's seeing more crashes out there than ever. I'm personally, just anecdotally, I am as well. Let's talk to Mark Shedler. He's a senior transport management editor at JJ Keller Associates, and he knows a little thing or two about what's going on with these. Hey, thanks for joining us on the show today.
6: Yeah, he's a Damon's a tough act to follow, but uh, I'll do my uh, very best. I won't get you dancing, I'm sure of that.
2: <laughs> you, you don't have a song for us on this one?
6: I, well, no, I've got my guitar there, but uh, I don't oh. think I could uh, top Damon's jazz.
2: So on Wednesday, we talked a little bit about nuclear virus. We set the table a little bit here. We were talking about how their judgment's over $10 million, and they can be really devastating for for carriers. Not that the accidents can't be devastating for the victims either, but many people are impacted by these things. Um, How do carriers get more defendable in these types of situations, though, from litigation?
6: Well, I can point right to uh, Atri's study from June of uh, 2020, Uh, They amazingly found that plaintiff attorneys and carrier defense attorneys agreed on three things. And that is meet and exceed FMCSA regulations, consistently follow uh, your carrier policies and procedures, and focus on avoiding uh, accidents. It's, It's pretty simple.
3: Yeah, I, I imagine it, it really is. So I imagine you're very familiar with the number of these vertical uh, ver, uh, nuclear verdicts that are out there. Can you can you tell us, go through some of the things and what some of the carriers are doing wrong with these?
6: Yeah, and know the one you mentioned, uh, you know, that I think that was a medical issue, but I'm sure there was more more to it. Sure. But, you know, I'm not going to cite the cases, but really it's. It comes down to focusing on driver hiring and qualification when you get them in the door, making sure they stay qualified and supervising them properly while they're uh, on board. And uh, in the hiring process, there's a couple of simple uh, best practices, Uh, running PSP reports, pre-employment screening reports. Mm. Uh, That's through FMCSA. I think they're about 10 bucks unless they went up a little bit and ongoing MVR monitoring. And those PSPs, that's three years of uh, violations and five years of crashes. Uh, But that's just one uh, vetting tool. Ongoing uh, supervision. It's proactively uh, taking the data you're gathering, uh, not just treating it as uh, uh, evidence or exoneration purposes, uh, and acting on it, coaching, disciplining uh, drivers, and sometimes terminating Uh, the drivers if you have to, but making sure you're following your progressive discipline policy uh, in your company. And those carriers that are found to not be doing that in in the nuclear verdicts, their drivers were either speeding, as Damon referred to. Uh, They were improperly trained. uh, In the case of burning up brakes, that was a nuclear verdict out west. Uh, Brakes failed, driver was not properly trained, coming down uh, Eisenhower. Uh, on the backside or on the front side of east side of uh, the Rockies, um, so it's 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 training while they're there, making sure they're qualified, and then uh, disciplining and terminating when necessary. And then the drug and alcohol testing aspect. I can't stress enough the DOT uh, data in the recent years. The the rate went up to fifty percent testing for drugs because. Things are getting worse. There are, they are detecting more uh, drugs in the driver's system. So having a minimal, uh, at, at a minimum, having the DOT compliant program, and then even running a company policy program uh, if needed. Uh, several of the large carriers are doing hair testing. That's not uh, part of the uh, required DOT testing, uh, but they're doing it uh, over and above uh, they have to urine test as a part of the DOT, uh, but they have the, those carriers are rejecting quite a few applicants. So um, drug testing has come into play uh, as well into uh, nuclear verdicts.
2: So nuclear verdicts, speaking of them, they get the headlines, right? They're more eye-catching, these big seven-figure judgments. Sure. But it may sure. also create a perception of safety among some carriers where they go, well, huh, too bad it happened to that guy, but it's not going to happen to me. I, I have insurance or I, I'm taking good care of my house. But there's a lot of smaller judgments that happen as well, aren't there?
6: Oh, absolutely. And I don't want to keep necessarily citing entry but they've done the best work recently. In a subset of the data out of their cases that they were looking at in the nuclear verdicts, they found that million-dollar, less-than-million-dollar settlements uh, – or or verdicts, uh, have proliferated. There are uh, pockets of the country. uh, There are uh, uh, settlement mills, basically, where carriers have either rightly or wrongly uh, been found to have uh, contributed to uh, a crash in one way or the other. And instead of going to court, the plaintiff attorneys are successfully getting them to settle Uh, before court for sizable amounts. And I can give you, you know, three examples. Uh, One was uh, improper uh, hiring or unsafe uh, unsafe driver history, either before hire or while you're at the carrier. $680,000 average when that was found as a root cause of one of these uh, settlements. That's a lot of loads you got to haul to make up for uh, one uh, re- uh, could be unsubstantiated uh, case and then uh, hours of service violations five hundred and sixty four thousand uh, dollars was the average settlement cause when that uh, amount when that was found as a cause. And then uh, the uh, unsafe or the uh, 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 the driver hiring practices uh, that is up to three hundred eighty eight thousand dollars so, when you look at how often these are happening now, carriers really have to realize they could easily be caught up in, uh, it, w- rightly or wrongly, in a verdict that, that could put them at uh, at risk, even right. if it's not 10 million or greater.
2: You know, there's bull- bullets flying everywhere. In yeah, the scene. No. You get, really sure got to protect yourself. Um, people want to deep dive deeper into this. They want to learn more. Or they want to talk to J.J. Keller. Where do I send them to?
6: Uh, JJKeller.com uh, is a, a great uh, starting place. And I can tell you, we can do a mock audit to, and, and other third parties. I'm just suggesting somebody that's knowledgeable, uh, do a mock audit, give carriers uh, a checkup, and find out how defendable are you? Because when it comes down to it, yeah. you've got to protect what's most important if you land in a court, and that is your safety reputation. Mm. Uh, so go to JJKeller.com. And look at uh, the plethora of services uh, that we do offer, from consulting to uh, compliance uh, and managing your back office.
2: Very cool, Mark. Have Very a great cool. weekend! Thank you so much for sharing this with us.
6: All right, take care. I'll do a song next time.
2: Right on, <laughs> <I'm> man! He's, <laughs> he's got guitars. He's I'll got a
6: right. Go out the right one first. There you go. Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah,
2: yeah. we well, right about these nuclear <laughs> verdicts or something. Take Take care, brother. We appreciate your time That's today. Awesome. So. About two weeks ago, okay. I was I was on LinkedIn, and I caught this video from our next guest. And it was so impassioned, and it was saying something that we've heard from other guests before. But he put it into such crystal clear words and so much passion behind oh. it. I, I want right. to play you a little clip of this before we bring him on so you can kind of see where we're going with this. Let's Please play this do. from Martin.
0: If you're a steamship line and you're listening to this, I promise you guys, what you guys do on your side does hurt and help at the same time. Telling us to take empties to the railroad and not giving us a release to pick up chassis out of the railroad You guys know what that means. You guys know how far that goes So you have customers that are telling us how come you can't give my boxes? Well this morning when we woke up according to the you know chassis report there was six chassis in all of Houston For 3,000 trucking companies and those six chassis maybe four of them are damaged They don't tell you that on the list though So there's things that people really need to pay attention to and be aware of. This industry is not for everybody and it's not as easy as some people think it is, especially intermodal. Vans, maybe. Flatbeds, eh, depending on the segregation of things. Same thing for vans and LTL, But the intermodal world, you have to know how many days for MSC, how many days for Zim, how many days for CMA, export shipments is it out of bayport is it out of barber's cut is it returning to the rail when is the cutoff when is the first receivable date there's a lot of things that we really need to pay attention to a lot of people don't and it's our responsibility as knowledgeable people to tell you guys the truth even if the truth is not what you want to hear wow
2: that's a lovely scene behind us, too. It is.
0: Something I was noticing um,
2: I wish uh, I wish the, the ports looked as clear as that, Martin. Look we got Martin Terror from Steadfast <laughs> Warehousing with us. Can someone get the Golden Gate Bridge off there, please? Uh, let's bring Martin up. Hey, how you doing, Martin? Pretty good, pretty
0: good. How you guys doing? How you guys doing? Thank you guys for reaching out to me.
2: <laughs> there we go. We got our sign Hey, to man, back to bro, thank you for the video.
0: Yeah, we, so we're listening to that, and you sort of
2: crystallized so many of the problems, so many of the challenges that are going on in Intermodal, not to mention the dual transactions, and everyone heard about the congestion. They saw the ships on the water. But for us here domestically, the trucks on the ground are the huge issue, and the operators trying to deal with it. Can you tell us a little bit about this, this problem and what you're facing on a day-to-day basis?
0: Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Uh, like, for instance, today, Today, the ports are going pretty smooth. Um, We really don't have any issues, but every driver that we have right now has their own chassis. Mm -hmm. We're not having anybody pick up a chassis from the port because trying to get a chassis like today or any day right now from the port, it's going to take you two to three hours at best. And you may have to go to the shop to get the chassis repaired, whether it's a tire, whether it's a brake chamber, whether it's an airline. You know, right now, Basically, the chassis situation, I want to say, is probably the worst I've ever seen it in 19 years. Um, The port congestions are off and on, but, I mean, the record, I mean, I see the ports, that they say, the record, you know, volume of of container loads per day or per per week, and that's great. Um, You have to think about the drivers doing two transactions on average to go to the port. You go into the port to turn in a load or turn in an empty, you come out of the port with a load or an empty so that's two transactions on a normal basis those two transactions take you an hour and a half to two hours now you're taking two and a half three hours four hours sometimes just to do one transaction and then hope that the second transaction takes you maybe less than two hours to get out so in some cases drivers right now are having to wait for four to six hours at the port that's having their own chassis already if you still have to look for a chassis on top of doing those two transactions you can you know add a, another two to three and there there's some challenges and basic but the biggest thing is the equipment and this the chassis to be honest with
3: you so so martin for for everybody that's out there how does it occur that on today all of your drivers have their own chassis but on some days and in some transactions they don't how do they lose a chassis is it because it has to be delivered with a container can you explain that for the folks a little bit
0: Yes sir. yes, sir. Like, for instance, every day we get a report from the Steamship Lines. You get it from MSC. You get it from MERS. You get it from CMA. Uh, there's actually a website called returnlocation.com. Uh, that is supposed to be something that the Steamship Lines update, I guess, every day, but not everybody does it. So you have to go individually and ask every Steamship line for each individual container, where does this container return to? Uh, they have, like, a massive pool, right? Let's say... Since today, empty trailers return back to the port, but the forty-foot high cubes and the forty-foot standards have to go back to the rail, and that's an everyday thing. And then sometimes they'll switch it in the middle of the day at noon. They'll tell you, "Well, don't take them to the Union Pacific anymore. Now they go to the rail, or now they go to the port." So sometimes during the day, you're having to reroute drivers because the empty returns locations switch. Um, in today's case. Our drivers are able to keep the chassis because I had last week, honestly, really caught me off guard. I had to get better this week with the empty returns. So I was able to switch chassis around to not, for instance, MSC is married to DCLI. I have to do everything possible this time around to keep our DCLI chassis off of the MSC containers so that we don't return them back to the railroad so that we don't lose the chassis. So what I'm doing is using our own rental chassis, putting them on MSCs, and then returning them back to the port because then we don't have to drop them at the rail and lose the chassis. So it's taking longer to do that. You you, you have to use specific drivers that have specific chassis at this point, but that's the best thing to do to avoid losing chassis. Wow.
2: Wait, so just so I understand this, um, clearly, so you bring the container with the chassis, you have to leave it at the rail. This is a chassis that that you own or rented that the rail now just has, has taken along with the container from you and you don't
0: get it back? If it's yours, you have to pay to get it back. Wow. If wow. it's not, you leave it there. And now, you, I mean, you have to know
3: whose chassis you've got, like DCLI. Yeah. If you use a DCLI, you're guaranteed to lose it because it's married to uh, MSC lines, right? And, right. Wow, yeah. that's insane. And Isn't then weird. the
0: thing is, once you drop it at the railroad... It would be nice if they give you a release number to pick up a bare chassis from the railroad but because there's no chassis. Even the railroad needs chassis because they're moving containers around the the railroad yard. So they need them as well to move things around. So, you know, they're going to keep them before they give them to us. That's just that's common knowledge. Well, you
2: know, and the chassis, we've been hearing about them all throughout the pandemic and the congestion issue, and it's always been a struggle. Um, What do you think could solve it? Like, what do you think there's, is there any one change or a change we could enact as in as an industry, or at least advocate for that would make this problem a little bit easier and less of a struggle for for yourself and all the other operators and all the other drivers. Because look, if the drivers are suddenly making a third less income because they can't make these turns, right? Yeah. Or we- half their income slashed in half, we have a giant, giant turnover problem in this yeah. industry. They'll stop pulling cans, they'll go OTR, they'll go construction.
0: Right. I mean, I think I've been kicking this around for a bit. I think personally, if the steamship lines would allow customers to, for instance, they release, let's say this weekend, right? You got already Saturday coming, Sunday coming. Whatever they work this weekend at the port and they release over the weekend, they'll tell you, well, you have until Tuesday to get it out. So they only give you two days. And then you have a chassis situation that you have to figure out. I think in lines supplies would give us more time, let's say a week, they give you a week to pull everything out and they won't charge you, you know, per diem charges, or storage charges or however they do it with the customers. That alone would give customers and us a breathe, you know, some breathing room to say, okay, maybe we can't get these MSCs today, but we can get them on Thursday, and we won't have to worry about a chassis situation. The more time we have, the more we're able to, you know, work with equipment on. But the less time you have, honestly, it's you it's very hard to work around things like that. So I think in order to solve it, the steamship lines would have to play ball just a little. Yeah, little a little more. I know on the export side of things, it's a little difficult because vessels are coming in and out quick. So yeah, they, they, they can't wait on just one container. So on the export side, it might be a little difficult. And on the import side, I know they're trying to get as many containers out of there as possible, as quickly as possible. So, for instance, I'll tell you one. You have the regular containers, like the standard, high cube standard, you know, 20 footers that are like four to five days, depending on the steamship line for free. But then you have the open tops and the flat racks and the refrigerated containers that they only give you three days for free, that's it. That's for imports or exports. You know, that's very little wiggle room for three days with the specialized equipment. And imagine doing an oversized load on a flat rack, for instance, or an open top, and you, you need to have a, a, a good chassis, especially if it's an overweight load. You want to have a good chassis, not just any chassis. So the time constraints at the port, they're one thing, but if we had more time, Um, As far as last three days go and cutoffs would be great. But like I said, I understand the export side of things, but the time on the last three days would go a long way. Um, Like, for instance, we we just had a customer pay, I think, two weeks on some containers that we. There's some steamship lines. I don't want to mention them, but there's some steamship lines that don't release equipment properly or on time or within Mm -hmm. a timely manner then you're in a rush to get the equipment out. Come 2 o'clock, anywhere I think here in Houston, it's going to be very hard to try to get something out. After, after 3 p.m., trying to go to the port and getting out within a timely manner, the driver will be there till 7 o'clock for sure, 7, 8 o'clock at night. Oh, man, that's
2: brutal. It, it, it's, it's tough. It's tough out there. Uh, Martin, we have to have you come back on soon so we can go deeper into this kind of stuff. But in the meantime, I know you've been sharing great messages on LinkedIn. How do people find you
0: there? <laughs> Honestly, I I like LinkedIn a lot because it's a business thing and I like talking about trucking. Anybody that likes talking about trucking, warehousing, and containers. Um, So, yeah, you guys can reach to me on, on, you know, even my cell phone. My cell phone is up to everybody. I don't care, you know. Uh, CMO at OrionAnimotor.com is our our main email address for, you know, anything you guys need trucking wise. Uh, You guys can reach me personally. I'll give you guys my cell phone. You can call me at any time or just email me at Martin dot Otero at orion and a Uh, any questions you guys have, I'll answer. I'll help out. Um, I know, trust me. I get a lot of people that call me from, you know, a lot of places and I just help them out and give them advice. Um, I don't
2: Thanks you know, Martin. I just like, that. yeah, Martin, I like it. Keep spreading the message. We appreciate it. Have a great weekend. And thanks
0: for coming on the show. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you guys. Appreciate it. And hope you guys, I'll see you all one day. I hope i see you in person one day. Me too. Me too. Sounds CD's, good.
3: Sir. Down in Houston, we'll get some uh, crawfish. Yeah,
2: last time I was in Houston was about <laughs> two years ago. It was like a Trimble conference. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was in a like yeah. a conference place that looked like a um a cruise ship. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You know that yeah. one? Yep, absolutely. it's right, Friday. Good news, bad news. It's <coughs> Friday. It Good news. No, that's a big deal. little deal. Friday. <laughs> Friday. Good news, bad news. My kid likes to hear his bumper. Good news, bad news. Come on, boys. Come on, man. Come on. I'm sitting here till you play it. Bad news and good news. There we go.
3: Thank there it you.
1: Is. Now we're
2: good. Thank you. Thank you. I w- I'd have to hear about that at home if I didn't.
3: I don't even think we needed to ask Sam the, big, the, the stupid question today. I think we know what the scam is. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All
2: right. You Right. good news, bad news. You, you've got a nice riding lawnmower, a trailer, and even a crimson-tied lawn sign. Well, bad news. You used to. <laughs> this lady this lady's fugitive. she's wanted. Uh, the The police are looking for her in Alabama. She eyes, she's got like a mask on. She's, look at her. She just jumped on this person's mower. She took the trail, she took the Crimson Tide sign, and she just drove off. And now she's on the lamb or on the mow.
3: Yeah, the, taking the Crimson Tide that's not the bad news. Taking, that's probably actually part of the good news. Taking, the mower's the, not the, cheap. The, the mower's bad, though.
2: <laughs> the mower is
3: bad. <laughs> the mower's bad. How is she still on the lamb? is what I want to know. I don't know. <laughs> Unbelievable. I've got uh, some bad news and actually some worse news, my friend. Okay. So the bad news is you're driving your truck when a car pulls off and cuts off your turn radius so you can't turn yeah here's the worst news this lady's driving the car well you're acting
1: like one well you're using foul language that's inappropriate
0: well, I just need you to uh, go in that parking spot right there or make a right-hand turn I'm not Ma'am, I'm You're trying to show
5: you the most respect.
1: You're walking the you tyin- right now...
3: Could you hold your cool like that?
2: Uh, you know, I, I God bless that guy. He actually ended up... Uh, she ended up moving for him. She eventually relented other, like... That the whole video is like two minutes and 30 seconds of yeah. just that back and forth, that guy trying to keep his cool. He can't move his truck. He can't well, legally no. back up where he is, so he needs her to move just so we can get through. There's plenty of parking spaces there. She, After three minutes, she eventually pulls into one, and it, and it moves on. But a weird yeah. hill to die on.
3: Yeah, that's a very strange. Hill that I imagine if a crowd were around, it would probably pick her up and move her.
2: Well, there was a crowd, and they were starting to come more up, and they were starting to yell at her. So uh, she okay, yeah, so she yeah.
3: she did. She didn't have the support. I got. Well,
2: you. good news—you're cruising down Sayersville Bypass in Pennsylvania with a load of nuggies. Everybody loves nuggies. Oh, yeah, everybody loves nuggies. Well, that's there's right. a little bad news. This happened. Let's take a look here. For unknown reasons, you crash, spilling all these nuggies all over the highway. It's gonna take a gonna take a lot of barbecue sauce to clean that one up.
3: Oh, my gosh. Yes, it is. Oh, the Shasswan wow.
2: sauce? Were you one of those people who, like, try to get the Rick and Morty Shaswan sauce at McDonald's? Oh, yeah. Of course. Really? You were, like, in line? Yeah. That was crazy. No, I wasn't. Oh. <laughs> but Tanner say, was there. Sure. He'll tell you all I'm about t- it. Oh, yeah. Tanner
3: was there. He's still got cases. So <laughs> <laughs> what do you got? Oh, my. Well, these are both uh, actually good news is right. Check out these, these school bus close calls. And both of them are good yeah. news, man. Bad news, man. You're cruising
2: he's coming in hot all right so the brakes don't work here is that what's going on yeah he
3: lost his hey, brakes hey, man he's, he's freaking hey. out he doesn't have much of a window no oh wow check that out oh,
5: God, make up go. whoa yeah right
3: right
2: Ooh. holy
3: cow. and you, you you don't know what look at that and that i mean that's not you don't want
2: to know that guy in the pickup that's must have a, seen his life flash before his eyes. Oh
3: yeah, and he's—that's a heavy truck. And I think that everybody there probably did the right thing. Yeah. By not moving. Well, and I mean, let him just up a figure bit, it out.
2: But like eventually, that truck was just locked in. He couldn't go anywhere. We, the we, I mean,
3: like trying to get off the road and cutting off an ex- exit. Yeah. Route for him, yeah right? Just let stay, him figure it let out. Him go through the window. Let him figure it out. Here, here's another one. Here, check out this truck here and this this school bus coming in from the right hand side here. Check it out.
2: Copyright sense is gonna come for us for that song. <laughs> Look at that bus, right there. So that, they are. there's the there's the bus. There's, there's the there's the bad news. It's a good song though. <laughs> it but, is a great song, but you're right. There's the uh, bad news. But, the, uh, but he pulls out that. So that was the that was the school bus's fault.
3: Oh yeah, absolutely was. Well, sneaking out from behind those trees was uh was bad. Good news, the driver knew what was going on just kind of cruised right through it. Didn't cause look, a panic.
2: No harm, no foul.
3: That's right. No harm, no foul. Don't yeah, well, we, don't, we don't show man, if my kids were on murder out murder. here, I would think it was still harmful because do We don't show like
2: what the truck, but not what we'll the death on here. St. Like That's
3: right. Down. Yeah, amen.
2: Hey, one last good thing to send you home. NFL drafts going on, right? And if you watch the NFL draft, a truck bought it, brought it. Take a look. Michael back. he is the founder and president over at ShowMotion. Look at the beautiful draft stage that they had in Las Vegas. Unreal. I remember seeing plans for that last year, right? Or two years ago. Then the pandemic sent it virtual. Yeah. So they didn't use that Vegas stage, but, like, they finally did. And um, Show motion I think we got one more picture of it, too, don't we? Show, what, right, Chuck? Yeah, there, there we go. Chuck brought it. ShowMotion uh, whats really cool. And, like, they're in this space. They did, like, WrestleMania, Super Bowl, yeah. the draft. They do a lot like, of cool if stuff. If you become, like, the people who can do it, you're the people who can do it. Yeah,
3: and that, yo, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody's nobody's going to be that guy that tries a new guy because they're cheaper. Oh, yeah. That ain't happening. Not in that business.
2: All right, well, <laughs> take care, everybody. Have a great weekend. Find me at Timothy Dooner on the Twitter. Find him at Michael Vincent. Listen to us on Freight Waves Radio today at 5 p.m. Eastern time on Sirius X's Road Dog Trucking. The whole fat team is taking over the airwaves. Don't be a stranger and tell them how to be.
3: Hey, peace and love spread it everywhere.